question is, are you ready? This is The Drive with Josh Graham. On Sports Hub Triad. You are on a Friday drive. But today's your last chance to see WWE SmackDown at the Greensboro Coliseum next week. Or at least win tickets on this show. So make sure you're listening in 15 minutes for your first chance to win. And when Charlotte Flair joins the show at 3.30. Earlier today, Matt Rule announced the inevitable would in fact become reality. Cam Newton going to be starting for the Panthers Sunday. However, here's what I hope Matt understands. Just because he can start the game doesn't mean he can carry the team. Robert, this is good advice to have going into Thanksgiving next week. Just because you can pile three or four different desserts in your pie hole doesn't mean you should. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So please, please, don't make Cam have to carry the burden with being the show. Because right now, I don't think he's ready for it. And historically speaking, it hasn't gone well when that's been the strategy ever since 2015. Take this stat, for example. Cam is 1-12 in in the last 13 games he's exceeded 35 pass attempts. If he's throwing the ball anywhere close to 30 times this Sunday, I think Carolina's in real trouble, and they're bordering misuse of a new toy they have. I don't think he's ready for that. Physically, 10 days ago, the guy was telling us he's eating ice cream. Or was it cereal? He was on his couch. And now... He's playing in the NFL, and he's got a bad O-line in front of him. Pat Elfline's going to be making his second career start or second start with Carolina at center. It's a banged-up line. It's not a good line. Don't have him dropping back to pass just to get bullied up front. There's no chance he knows the entire playbook. In fact, they're telling us he doesn't have a full understanding for the playbook yet. Matt's saying that there's a good chance P.J. Walker is going to still get snaps on Sunday. This is what Cam Newton had to say about the subject yesterday when asked about how much of an understanding he has of what Joe Brady wants to do. Still learning. Still learning. So, you know, there's some things that, you know, he presents. There's some things that I present. There's some things that Sean presents. Uh, some things that, you know, Coach Rule presents, and, you know, it's taking a village. You know, I'm, I was trying to be of, of, of however service to, you know, P.J. on Sunday, still will keep that same energy here moving forward. Um, and whatever is asked of me, I'm willing to do, and that's, that's what I plan on doing. And it doesn't help that on the other sideline is somebody who knows Cam Newton better than any coach in the National Football League, Ron Rivera, a defensive-minded coach, along with Jack Del Rio, a former head coach of the D.C. over there, you have to be thinking. They're thinking, let's make Cam win the game. Let's make Cam play hero ball. You know he's going in thinking, I'm back, and all this. First home game, a lot of energy, a lot of Cam jerseys. Want to do some in-zone giveaways, that entire thing. If I'm Washington, I'm taking away the run completely. I am loading the box and forcing Cam to try and win the game. What Carolina needs to do, what Matt Rule and Joe Brady need to do, be disciplined, stick to a game plan, 
stay patient, and do not force Cam to have to win this game. I don't think he should have to win it. The defense has been playing lights out, and you're facing Taylor Heineke. Washington, on the other side, will not have Chase Young or Montez Sweat. That's a pretty big deal. Christian McCaffrey, he's looking like his old self. So, for the first time this year, I feel really good about Carolina at home in this sense. They're healthy-ish at the skill positions. They have a real home field advantage that's going to be in Charlotte. I don't think I've been able to say that since Cam was taking snaps two years ago or since he's left. There's going to be a legit home field advantage Carolina has. There's going to be a lot of energy that's going to help the defense. It's going to help Carolina in this game. And the reason why I'm taking Carolina to win it is because I don't think Cam is going to lose the game for the Panthers. Does this make sense? If you're Cam, you don't want the reason you won the game to be because of him. Or if you're Matt Rule in Carolina, you don't want the burden to fall on his shoulders. You have to win this game in your first start back. But at the same time, Cam can't lose it. That's the most important thing he should be thinking. Don't fumble it. Don't turn it over. We've seen in many instances over the years, Cam is willing to have this off game capable of losing it. But I don't see that happening Sunday. Doubting outliers is a mistake. And Cam, by every metric, is an outlier. That's a guy I would not be betting on in a game that means as much as I know this one does for Cam. So I'm taking Carolina to win. I think Carolina's going to win this game convincingly. It's going to be like a fever dream Sunday afternoon at Bank of America Stadium. Panthers 31, Washington 13. Robert Walsh, the producer of this show today on Twitter at WSJS Sports. If you want in, 336-777-1600 is the phone number. Robert, I saw something earlier today that I haven't seen for close to a year. It's the first time in 2021 I saw the reindeer antlers and the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer nose on a car today. First time I've seen it this year. It was a bummer. I was on the phone with someone from the ACC. I interjected in the phone call. Oh, no. Just a really loud, oh, no. It's back. I I can get behind Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Really, I can. Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. I'm cool with all that. Mariah Carey. Blare that as loudly as you want. I didn't always feel that way, but I'm on that train now. It makes me feel good when I hear Christmas music. But Robert, even after I lost a bet that made me put Christmas decorations on my car for the last two weeks of February a couple years ago, I am still physically, I get physically uneasy whenever I see the Christmas decorations on a car. Have you seen that yet? Uh, yeah, my neighbors. Uh, they got a bunch of kids. They're like minivan is decorated. Are we just talking about the typical reindeer antlers and the nose, or are you putting? I mean, it's the nose. I mean, that's, they didn't go overboard, but they've got the nose on their like car. Wreaths and stickers on the side. No, they got a wreath on their door. I mean, we got a wreath on our door. Oh, I meant on the car. 
I don't, I don't understand how you're going to draw the line of decorations being okay for a house, but not a car. Well, we're all supposed to share the road. You don't own that property. That's so. the dumbest thing you've ever said right there. I've said a lot of dumb things. I know. I'm like, aware. I think Atlanta might have won last night. I tried to tell you. Um, I you think, think that's a lot dumber? Yeah. Just the fact that you're like, oh, I'm cool with you decorating your house, but your other piece of property? Nope. I don't want to see it. Well, like, you're just being a really big bah humbug, dude. We're almost a month away. Like, I feel like the people holding off this long, you're, you're, you're good. You can go ahead. Because I'm tired of seeing the pumpkins. I'm tired of seeing the fall stuff. If you want to change it up, go ahead and change it up. To push back on the bah humbug mentality and to get to something that's really good, awesome news, outstanding news in the college football, make it college hoops world last night, Dick Vitale, who's been undergoing chemotherapy treatment for another uh, cancer battle that he's been dealing with, he's been cleared to work games in between his treatments. ESPN announced this last night, and his first game is going to be next Tuesday night when number one Gonzaga faces number two UCLA. I never understood why anybody could dislike Dickie V, but here's what anybody who falls into that category likely doesn't understand. College basketball is better when Dick Vitale is behind the microphone. He's one of the most important figures in the history of that sport. He's the ultimate hype man, and he was that when the sport needed it most. Before brackets, before it was, before the sport appealed to a national audience, and a big part of the reason it grew was ESPN, and the central piece of the ESPN presentation was Dickie V. So when I hear folks saying, oh man, I love Billis a lot more, it's a lot more analysis-based, that's what I want with my College Hoops broadcast, it's actually a compliment to Dickie V because the sport wasn't always that. They needed the hype man in order to get people interested. And the fact that people are so interested now that they they get annoyed when they have Dickie V or when they have Bill Walton on a game because they want more analysis of the games, that's a compliment for what he's done to help the sport grow. And Tuesday's going to be a massive event now. You are talking about a rematch of one of the best Final Four games ever. The half-court shot by Jalen Suggs, all that. Number one versus number two. But now Dick Vitale is going to be on the call? Can't wait for it. And this is Dickie V on his social media last night, or I guess this is earlier today, talking about what it means to him. There's nothing that would be better medicine than sitting at courtside, meeting all my buddies down here, having a blast. I want to say thank you. Everyone that sent me a prayer, everyone that sent me a message, my ESPN family, you've been incredible, Jimmy Pertaro, and everybody at ESPN. Wow, I just can't say thank you enough to everybody and to all the fans as well. I'm so excited. I did my crying a few minutes ago. I wanted to come on and just let you know it's going to be special. Special for me, the best medicine that I can receive. And I'm telling you, I'm going to work my hardest to beat this disease. We need to get him back to the Carolinas now. Bring him back to Cameron for Coach K's farewell tour. Get him inside the Smith Center so that way he can call a game for in Hubert Davis's first season as the Tar Heels coach. College basketball, I'll say it again, is a lot better off when Dickie V's behind the microphone. Really happy to see he's doing 
well enough to broadcast games this year. Since Charlotte Flair is going to be joining the show in about 15 to 18 minutes at 3.30, let's give out a pair of tickets to see her at WWE SmackDown in one week in Greensboro. Call us now, 336-777-1600. Robert, will play some intro music for you. you got to tell us whose intro music that is. We'll find a winner, and I'll give you a winner in Wake Forest, Clemson, next on The Drive. All right, ready? Here we go again. This is The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. In one week, the day after Thanksgiving, the WWE will be at the Greensboro Coliseum for SmackDown, and one of the superstars you'll see is the SmackDown women's champ, Charlotte Flair, who joins us now on WSJS Sports. So, Charlotte, I know what your post-Thanksgiving plans are going to be, but how do you anticipate you're going to be spending the holiday next week? I'm going to be in Huntsville, Alabama with my sister, but then flying to Charlotte uh, the day of SmackDown, and then going to drive to Greensboro. Oh, okay. So what what exactly does a flair Thanksgiving look like in Huntsville? (laughs) A normal Thanksgiving, turkey stuffing, cornbread, squash casserole, some wine. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. No, our turkey doesn't woo or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlotte Flair's hanging out with us in the triad right now. I didn't know this, Charlotte, that you were a high school volleyball star in Charlotte. You played at App State. Then you transferred to NC State. So I, I got to know, when you open up your wardrobe, wherever that might be, how much yes. gold, how much red is in there? Way more gold. Way more black and gold. <laughs> You, I gotta, I gotta think. You were at school probably the same time Armani Edwards and company was there. Yes, I was uh, freshman year. They were both freshmen. Do you remember the Michigan game? Yes, I do. It was a crazy time in Boone. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the greatest upset in college football history. Did Did you know yeah. that Vince McMahon went to ECU? I did. Yes. I uh, see. I never see Vince as somebody. You, you never really see him speaking about anything other than things wrestling-related. So I didn't know if you guys have ever spoken about that, the fact that you guys went to school in the state. We haven't, but I'll have to bring that up in conversation now. (laughs) Do shows in the state of North Carolina feel different for you, Charlotte, than they do, say, when you're somewhere else? Kind of. I I feel like North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, South Carolina, um, I feel like it's flair country. It, it does feel a little different, especially in Greensboro with the history there. Um, it does. Tell me I, a little bit. I can't bit. tell you. It just, it, it just does. Like, I just know what wrestling means to those areas, old school wrestling, and then knowing that I'm continuing my dad's legacy and being in the area, especially Greensboro. Um, it feels special. Share a little bit of that history about the Triad or specifically Greensboro that you know about this area. Um, well, isn't Greensboro extremely famous for Dusty and my dad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly oh, yeah. right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, tell I'd me. I'd rather go in depth about my career. Oh, I absolutely. I started wa- with SmackDown Friday. Yes. In one week, SmackDown. We're excited about that. And the Coliseum, I mean, we've been giving away tickets for this all week, and you're the SmackDown women's champ. 
tell, give us a sense. Somebody is listening to this right now, and they haven't been to one of these shows that's going to be blasted all across the country that people are going to see. If they if they give it a chance and they step in there next week, what what, what exactly they're going to be uh, watching, Charlotte? Oh wow! Um, you have a SmackDown Women's Champion, myself, and then you have the Men's Champion, Roman Reigns. And I think what's special about WWE and SmackDown is you can bring your entire family. And from the six-year-old sitting front row to the grandmother or grandfather, um, they'll all find a superstar that they can relate to who they'll want to cheer for um, or boo at. And that's what makes it such a good time. It's so family-oriented. What's the oldest wrestling fan that you've run into before? The oldest? Yeah, because I know the youngest. I see them at events. I never asked their age, but I've seen some... I've seen some people up there. <laughs> Once upon a time, see, on this show, our producer, Robert, he is he used to be a wrestling referee in the area. He, he is as mm-hmm. is, is hardcore as anybody I know. So he's just jumping at the bit to get in here right now. Charlotte Flair is joining us on WSGS Sports. Robert, what do you got for Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte, this Sunday you're taking on Becky Lynch at Survivor Series. Champion versus champion. And while she took a little hiatus to take care of her pregnancy... You've been grinding on the road and keep perfecting your craft. What's going to separate you from her this Sunday in the champion versus champion match? What is going to separate us? What's going to separate you from Becky? What's going to make you the superior champion? I was born superior. I was born to do this. It's in my blood. Um, It's my destiny. And I think when people watch, it's not a question, it's not a debate. It's not a question or a debate who the greatest female wrestler is of all time. There you I don't have, have it. to talk about it. I just show it. I don't have fighting words. I See? prove it in the ring. Day See? in, day out. Wow. Okay. Now now we're talking here. Charlotte Flair's with us here. You come from the city of Charlotte. I, that That sounds about as brash as somebody we heard earlier today. See, since you're in the city of Charlotte, Cam Newton is back. So I, I mean, it is I know, it is I hope your city. Season. It's so, how excited are you to watch what Cam's gonna do? I'm excited that Cam is back. Um, I think he's a great talent, and um, I hope it's an addition to the team. And looking forward to a big year. I can't wait to watch that either, and I can't watch to see what you're gonna do. SmackDown in a week. Go out and see Charlotte Flair. Appreciate you spending the time in an area that you know, as you mentioned, means so much. Uh, wrestling means so much around here. Really do appreciate the time, Charlotte. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Happy there Thanksgiving. She goes. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you as well in Huntsville. Next week, Charlotte Flair joining us here on WSJS Sports as Darren Vaught steps into the studio with us now. We've got weekly positivity that we're going to do in about 10 to 15 minutes. But, Robert, speaking of Thanksgiving, I just got this in to our studio. Speaking of App State alums, Luke Combs is going to be performing halftime at the Cowboys-Raiders game next week for Thanksgiving. Uh, That's pretty exciting. And you also have the the, uh, college football playoff just announced what their free concert's going to be for the title game. It's going to feature Doja Cat, 21 Pilots, Sam Hunt, Ava Max, and Breland. I'm not going to lie, I don't know what the last two are.
What is Ava Max? What is Breland? Not to sound really old, Robert. I don't know anything about those last two you said, but Doja Cat is fire. Yeah, I like Doja Cat. Doja Cat's great. Um, 21 Pilots, I I know they're popular. Yeah. Um, and then Sam Hunt was the other one. Sam Hunt? I don't mind that. I like that. 21 Pilots? Yeah. I like 21 Pilots. When people ask, like, I know every year around the Super Bowl, we're like, who's gonna, who's doing the halftime show? Who's got, Doja Cat is going to have a halftime show one day. You think? Uh, I believe that. She yeah. puts, she has way too many bangers in a short amount of time where I, I don't think she's going to fizzle out. And her, her performances, like, if you ever see her live stuff, she's killer. Like, they're also, they're also going back to the all-star type performances. Like, even if it's not her halftime, she, She'll be she in will be one. in it. Yeah, yeah, correct. For sure. You don't think this is just going to be a one-off? The Jay-Z type? No, this is them easing back into Aren't they post, in Arlington next year? Like, post I feel like Janet Jackson. Oh, They're okay. going to be in L.A. Yeah, this is them easing into continuing to further an easing process back into the all-star performance. Like they, who is it? They it's sort of it's did Dr. It. Dre, it's Snoop, it's Jay-Z, and d- was it Kendrick Lamar yeah, Kendrick. too? Yeah, Kendrick. A lot, a lot of the TDE guys, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be awesome. Another dude that I think, uh, even though it's off the page, like from what we really know about, is Bad Bunny. Have you yeah. guys ever seen? I mean, he's the number one streamed artist. He on, already performed the halftime. He was with Shakira and... Uh, but he wasn't like the, other the one? dude. Like, Jennifer I feel Lopez. like if they could just be like, Bad Bunny is going to be the halftime show. <laughs> like, they didn't... It was it was Shakira's thing. It wasn't really his thing. Shakira he's, and J-Lo, I think, was the way they built it. And I, yeah. I hated on that going in, but then when I saw it, it was awesome. That was yeah. great halftime. Oh, it was... It was a really good one. So yeah, they've been easy. They've been progressively making their way back into these all-star performances post Janet Jackson. They were like, "Well, you know, we're we're considering marching bands for a little bit there." And then you know. Luke Combs is a huge sports fan. Yeah, but you're not going to wear Panther stuff in the Cowboys Stadium at halftime at Jerry World. So App State is really the only route I think he could take here if he's going to go sports stuff. If Eric Church is going to wear. Tar Heel colored Jays when he sings the national anthem at the Super Bowl, then Luke Combs, you got to step up your game and bring some app stuff out there. That's what you need to do. I I think I think it's a safer bet that he wears Cowboys gear. No. Yeah. No. I he wouldn't so. do that. He's a huge Panther fan. He would not do that. Even in the statement he gave out, he said, "As somebody who grew up a football fan, I always." No, no, he's not going to do the BS, I'm a Cowboy fan. No, this guy's going on sports podcast to talk about the Panthers. That's what he is. No, yeah, but you're performing not do at it. Jerry World. I bet he, I, I would put. No one else does it. No one else does it. He'll wear regular stuff before he decides to wear Cowboy stuff. No chance. Zero. I don't know. I don't know, man. Nah. It's a thing on Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll call it's him a, a sellout if that happens. So since D, uh, DV's in studio with us here. I'll share with you the best story in sports this week that comes from the most improbable place. That's next on The Drive. I got one word for him and one word only. You're on The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. With Darren Bott hanging out in studio with us, I've got the best story in sports right in front of me here. I think it's the best story this week, and it comes from the most improbable place. 
I'm talking about Jared Casey. Who's Jared Casey? He's the five foot eleven walk-on tight end at Kansas who caught the game-winning two-point conversion last week to beat Texas. Now, a little bit about Jared Casey. He's from Plainville, Kansas. Population 1,800. Before he caught that pass last week, he had never played an offensive snap in his career. An offensive snap, let alone caught a ball. Then he goes into the Texas game. The biggest win Kansas has had in maybe forever. Well, actually, they went to an Orange Bowl in the last 20 years, but at least recent memory. And he was the hero. He caught the game-winning two-point conversion, and that's his first career catch, his only catch. Not many schools keep backup walk-on tight ends on their team, but at Kansas, nonetheless, this is the dude. And to make matters better... His parents were in the other end zone when the ball was caught, and their reaction, you can hear here on the video that they recorded, is about as great as you would imagine it is. That was Jared, wasn't it? That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's great. And and if that was all it was, that probably would still be the best story of the week. But that's not all there is. It got even better yesterday. Thanks to uh, NIL, there's more to this story. Remember, a week ago, this guy had never caught a pass, never even played an offensive snap. Today... As we talk to you, Jared Casey is now an Applebee's spokesman. Robert, roll tape. Jared Casey, you just made one of the greatest game-winning catches in Kansas football history. That was Jared, wasn't it? Where are you going now? Where am I going? I'm going to Applebee's. After I made the catch, life has been pretty great. There you go, Jared. Your two entrees and an appetizer from the Applebee's two for 22 menu. Hey, you always got to go for two. (laughs) Then he winks at the camera finger gun there at the end. That's fantastic. Can that please replace the, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's. You didn't have to sing it. You really didn't. You could have just said the song. You could have just said the song. You could have just said the song. I do have a a clarifying question coming out of that, though. And then we'll talk about how awesome this is. When did it become two for two, 22? Whoa, it's not two for 20 anymore? It uh, used to be two for 20. That was the line for uh, years. I guess they figured they could get away with it. Just There's a number two. Inflation, man. It's another two. It's because they had to pay this kid. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's another two right there. You know what? If, two for 22. If, if Jared K- if, two for 20. If it means Jared Casey's getting paid, I will happily 
make it a two for 22. That's that's fine by me. I picture the town he's from, like the nicest restaurant in town is in fact an Applebee's. That'd be like, so great. <laughs> like it's like Talladega Nights, like a fancy Garden. meal. Like, you know what I mean? Like their fancy <laughs> restaurant that's not really fancy. They're like, oh, would you go on your first date? He took me to the Applebee's. Like, <laughs> he didn't even make me split that two for 22. Hey, we both got our own two for 22. He and, didn't even ask, where's the two for 20? He just paid the two for 22. No big deal. MBD even got extra guac. That's a different place. It's a. a, Yeah. I'm sure sure Applebee's has something that includes guacamole. You got to. Yeah, you got to ask for the extra guac there, too, I assume. That's fantastic, though. It really I, is. What I love about Remember it. Remember when people were scared of NIL? Yeah. I wish I could go back in time to anybody who said that and just show them the Jared Casey commercial. Hey, in the future three months, a guy, a walk-on who's never caught a pass will catch a two-point conversion at Texas, and he will be in an Applebee's ad later. Well, and, and that's like one of the great things and the more obvious great thing about the NIL stuff coming into it was the the future Johnny Manziels, right? The future Zions. Like they were going to be able to make some money off of their their likeness which is very very popular and I think something that we couldn't have predicted to come out of this like Jared Casey might never ever catch another pass. No. And this might expire this campaign. Yep. At the end of this season in that area and then it's into the ether and forgotten forever I bet you they just but, probably gave them like five applebee's gift cards yeah and that's probably the extent of their agreement but again it's not an ncaa violation for him to do this he gets to have fun with a funny commercial along those lines like this is it's perfect times it's great. have changed yeah see it's it's like the like the paulo boncaro story for example Totally different tenor, totally different level of seriousness, but we're not talking about ad nauseum who gave him the car right. because it no longer matters yes. who gave him the car. PJ Hairston somewhere is wagging his fist upset like, ah! <laughs> I remember all you guys cared about Fats Thomas in 2012, whatever year that was. <laughs> Things were starting to get negative there. I want to keep the good vibes going. Vibes aren't great on the internet right now. Robert, he doesn't like it when people say the word vibes, and ever since then I realize I say the word a lot, and often the things Robert gets annoyed by or says he's annoyed by, I learn after the fact, just upon reflection, he's actually talking about me in a passive-aggressive way. It's not always you. I don't like anybody saying the word vibes. Retweet. How do you feel about people verbalizing retweet? Oh, that's rough too, man. Okay, well, uh, I just I did that. Man, no, I mean, Assume. but you pointed it out. If if I found it my <laughs> on my own, like organically, like yeah. I, if I heard it and I was like, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, but see, like, I I feel like I do a lot of those things that would annoy you, ironically. So, so I'm going to point them out. So anyway. let's stop talking about annoying. It's Friday. We want to feel good. <laughs> sure. So we just had a great story. Let's let's play weekly positivity. Oh, yeah. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want 
and to impress people they don't like. What? <laughs> he just throws movie quotes out there now. I, I was like, I think, I think I know what this segment is supposed to be. That's not it. <laughs> There's here's something good. We're gonna play the movie game at four thirty. We're gonna bring that back. That's good. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. Just give us a call and tell us something good that's happening this weekend or that's happening this past week. Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. That's what we do in weekly positivity. And speaking of movies, King Richard is out on HBO Max and in theaters. I might want to go see that in a theater. I'm excited to watch it. Will Smith, he might win his first Oscar. And that's good. It is. It is. And me and Darren Vaught are going to be hanging out in Winston-Salem tomorrow night. You want to go to a movie, Darren, or no? You're not ready to go back to a movie theater. No, I, I was uh, just getting ready to say I have not been to a movie in a theater post-COVID. But, well, you know, post them being closed due to COVID. So would you like to go see King Richard I with me tomorrow I night? I think that might be something we do tomorrow that, night. And that's good. How about you tell me something you have that's good that's going on? I feel like you knew this was going to come up today. Shohei Otani was unanimously voted the American League Most Valuable Player. That's something I might have written down to talk about in five minutes, but you can go on. 30 of 30 first place votes. Including the guy who didn't vote Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame? That guy? I don't know if he's an MVP voter, if I'm being honest. I figured there's some overlap. Yeah, there is. There's who some. Who votes the MVP and who votes the Hall of Fame. Let's go to Steven in Greensboro. Steven, tell me something good. You know, my people at work have worked really hard over this uh, whole pandemic period. and We've done really well for ourselves, so to treat them for their hard work, I'm taking them all to the Redskins, Panthers, or excuse me, the Washington football team Panthers game on Sunday. Wow! I love that. That's when good. did you get tickets to this game? That's an hiring? important question. Uh, I bought them before the season even started. See, if you tried to get those tickets, say, since last Friday, that might have been a really difficult gesture to pull off. But look oh, at yeah. you. When they, got, when they got Cam back for his first home game and the, the football team uh, basically won the Super Bowl last weekend. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Steven. Have a little bit of fun. You're wearing a cam jersey. What are you going to be wearing on Sunday? Uh, you know, i got to support the team I've rooted for since day one, so I'm, I'm pulling for Washington. But uh, the rest of my folks, are they're all uh, hardcore Panthers fans, so it'll be, a, it'll be a good, fun atmosphere for us. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Have a great weekend. That is Steven in Greensboro. Look at the universe. Rewarding, rewarding Steve's kindness. See, there. if I was Steven, I'd be like, guys, I don't know how this happened. I bought a bunch of bad tickets from like a, <laughs> a shady website. Look, instead of taking you guys to the game, I'm going to give you all a $100 bonus. And I would sell the absolute hell out of those tickets. Sorry, guys. Can't go for the game. But look, we're going to go to the bar. I'm going to open up a tab for you guys. We're going to watch it there. I hate we can't go, but you know what? Maybe we'll work something out next year. That's that not nice? good. It'll be good for my pockets. How about you tell me something 
good that's happening with you. Oh, man. Uh, the beef has finally been squashed between Kanye Becky Lynch and, and uh, Drake. <laughs> and Charlotte Flair? No, even bigger. The beef between Kanye and Drake. She did not want to talk about that. Has she been didn't. squashed. And now we talked about halftime shows. We can prepare for what I think would be the greatest halftime show of our lifetime. Drake and Kanye together. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like fun. This is positivity. It's hard to top Prince what he did. It's also it was a hologram, and the other one was not our lifetime. It wasn't a hologram. Yeah. How old were you? How old were you? (laughs) It's fifteen years ago. How old old do you think I am? You're not. You weren't even a teenager. I was a teenager fifteen years ago. Okay. How old were you? Fifteen. No, fourteen. I'm (laughs) thirty. Fourteen. You're twenty nine right now. Yes. Or I'm 28, so you, you don't even know how old you are. But that's a teen. <laughs> this is funny. It's hard, Robert. In in all seriousness, it's hard in 2021 for me to condone Kanye having success of any kind. So I love that, Kanye. That's stuff. the only hang-up for me. Well, I, mean, I like can, his new album. Too. He'd play the hits, and that would be great. But yeah, yeah, it would be great. And if you want to feel bad for Kanye right now, his ex-wife is getting taken out by pete davidson so you I can feel you can feel bad wanna, for him i don't quite want to feel bad for kanye is the thing well you should because <laughs> I, I would be so hurt if you look at your supermodel <laughs> wife and then every time you log on twitter it's like they're holding hands now they're kissing now <laughs> this was kind of a sad version of weekly positivity you want to give us another movie quote or something you think that'd perk it up Maybe I can give it a shot. You want me to tell you that Shohei Otani's splitter <laughs> had the highest strikeout percentage of any single pitch in Major yeah, League Baseball yeah. this year? Is that- <laughs> let, it, let him do his movie quote. Let him do his movie quote. Even the best. <laughs> I was going to say, even the Batmobile. Don't hold the road like this, B-word. <laughs> and that's been Weekly Positivity. In 30 minutes, we'll play the movie game. There seemed to be a a theme there to some of those movie lines. I don't even know what Robert's theme is for the movie game. We, we, we're not, there's not synergy here. Unless Robert read my mind, what is the theme for the movie game in 30 minutes? Isn't the Oscars coming up? So I just picked movies uh, that are being thought about for Oscars, and then I picked an actor in those movies, and then I picked another one of their movies. See? Oscar season right around the corner. I like it. A man is a lunatic. Smells like a gym bag. The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Panthers, Washington in 15 minutes. Clemson, Wake Forest as well. Last segment we got with Darren Vaught here. Before we get to the movie game, I wanted to get your reaction to this story where today was a special opening day for the newly named Cleveland Guardians in Major League Baseball. Apparently, 
while fans were buying the first available Guardians merchandise at the team store, the team officially transitioning from Indians after 106 years, a sign installed outside the team store at Progressive Field broke free from its mount and crashed into the sidewalk. This massive sign falling 15 feet and smashing into pieces. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. So I take this as, and, and we've we've talked on, on your show too about the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team yep. that they settled with to conclude both teams can... They have both the can name, be that name. The Cleveland Guardians, which makes sense. I mean, there were two New York Giants teams in separate sports at one point in time. There were two St. Louis Cardinals in baseball and football at one one point in time. Um, you can certainly share the name. And I don't really buy into divine cosmic stuff in sports a lot. I think they might be cursed for not being the Spiders. I buy into that. I think this is the beginning. That's a small dose of what's to come for the Cleveland Baseball Guardians over a long stretch of time in which they will not have success because they they fought the roller derby team and didn't just say, you know what, we should have been the Spiders anyway. Let's get to the movie game. First time in a long time that we've played it. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. It's time for... Some kind of movie game. All right, all right, all right. With Josh Graham and Darren Vaught. Show me the money. I miss this music. I do not. I do miss this game, though. I I enjoy the game. I miss the hell out of this game. Robert. We should do this weekly just by ourselves. For those who might not remember the rules to the game, pretty simple. What do you got? I was going to tell them before you told me to tell them, and now (laughs) I'm not going to. Our first movie starring Will Smith. All right, if you guys haven't watched in a while... Uh, it is the movie game. It is based off the Rotten Tomato audience score. Josh and Darren are going to try to guess the scores. The farther they are off, the worse they get. Uh, it's kind of like a golf score. You want the lowest score at the end. If they hit the movie score on the head, it is minus five points. And if if someone is within ten points at on the final movie, we will go to a golden movie to decide our winner. Uh, the theme today is actors who are in movies that could win Oscars because it's Oscar season. So I just pulled another movie that they were in uh, to see if they've seen. And since we talked about Will Smith a lot yesterday, a failure, we'll start with Will Smith here. And the first movie is Aladdin, the only Will Smith movie we didn't talk about yesterday. I feel like we talked about every single one of them. Yeah, King Richard coming out today. Excited to watch that. Maybe me and Darren might do that somewhere in Winston tomorrow. I don't think they're showing it at Aperture downtown, so... Might be a Marquis situation. We'll figure it out. Situation Worst case tomorrow. scenario, we'll pull it up on HBO Max. Yeah, Worst case. that works too. We've got the Max. We could do that. Aladdin. Did you see the Aladdin remake? I didn't. Aladdin is, if not my very favorite of the old animated Disney movies. It is my favorite. It's, if, if it's not tops for me, it's at least a close second. They um, did it justice. I enjoyed it. That's it's good to know. I just couldn't, man. I'm still like I'm still dealing with Robin Williams, and the uh-huh. fact that they put Will Smith in his place. And I know you know they they don't view it as a one to one replacement. It's a different role. Um, I don't know. I just I wasn't ready to see it, <laughs> and apparently still haven't to this day been ready. All right, you need to write down a score. I'm looking at you. Um, Before I give you my score, you need to I write one down. Was, I think this was pretty well. Regarded. I got 78 written down. I put 82. I had 81 originally. I crossed it out, but 78. We're typically kind of 
on the same wavelength with this. Well, Aladdin comes in at 94. Ooh. Oh, wow. That was really well liked. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It doesn't surprise me with a movie that is a reboot of a franchise this popular. So yeah. This is the audience score that we're looking at. Well, I mean, if you look at Lion King, it is not the same thing. Uh, they, it was not as well received. Don't yeah, get well, Josh that, started that on that. That movie is terrible. Don't get Josh so, started on that. I don't even want to hear it today. That I mean, that's makes why sense. We, anyway. Uh, next up, we got Adam Driver, who uh, is going to probably get nominated for House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got Marriage Story for you guys. You've seen the Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Adam Driver flip. This one. This you guys know. I, I I like to just like get into a deep, intentional well of sadness. Yep. Well, this it came is out. It came exactly out right as me and Sarah Bradford started dating. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch it. I'm in a good spot right now. I don't. Wanna, but then I eventually did, and I'm like, well, that's not like us. But we're good. <laughs> and then we got engaged, and now we're going to get married in a year, and this Man. is totally not going to be us. Good for you. I'm, like, perpetually in a state of marriage story would be a fine, okay movie to watch at this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, this might, You might get me on this one because I might let my impression of this film affect my guess. I put 91. I got 77. I figured if I wasn't close last time, I'm going to be close this time. How's uh, Marriage Story? Comes in at 85. Ooh, split the difference. Darren, I still think, got me by a few there, so it's close. We're in golden movie range, yes? Uh, currently, you got Darren in front with 18 points, and you are trailing by six at 24 going into our third movie. Close game. What is the third movie? Uh, next, for Zendaya. Uh, she was in Dune, which I don't think is a good movie. I think it's just a lot of people looking ominous in a desert, but <laughs> who am I? I didn't read the books or anything. Just kidding. I totally didn't. was so let down by this. Uh, but Zendaya is in Spider-Man Far From Home, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie that Marvel has done. Which one's that? Uh, where they are far from home. <laughs> Who's Spider-Man in it? The, it's Marvel, which I said. So it's the Marvel so- Spider-Man, Peter, or whatever his name is, or uh, the, the the kid. Are we talking about uh, Tom? I, I don't know. Yeah, Tom Holland, the Tom Marvel Holland. one, the Tom only Holland. guy who's Spider-Man okay. in Marvel. I, I get it confused. I didn't know if Andrew Garfield was Mar- Marvel. I didn't know for sure. Uh, so this is the Tom Holland's. The last Spider-Man movie I saw was uh, the the animated one. Into the, Into Spider-verse. the Spider-Verse. Really Incredible. enjoyed that. Love that. So, I don't think I saw this one. Okay. But I think Tom Holland is well regarded as a Spider-Man role. And audience scores, like, I've, <laughs> I, I'm not as into the superhero movies, so I don't, I don't want that to slant my guess here so i'm i'm bumping up some points as opposed to trying to temper it down with the score i'm gonna play it safe i'm going with 69 were you playing it safe or were you trying to get somebody to say a certain word that people say no i mean i'll depend on what robert says In terms of what the score is, but what what's the score you have written down? I have eighty written down. Oh, so if it's above eighty, that means we're not going to have a golden movie here, which is great because I totally forgot to get a fourth movie. We hadn't done this in a while. <laughs> 
But that's good for me because Spider-Man comes in at 95. Oh, my God. I hate this so much that this movie's a 95. Come on, I haven't I mean, they're seen Marvel it. movies. Nobody poops on any Marvel movies. Like, maybe the Eternals one that just came out because it's an in- uh, introduction story to somebody that we aren't popular with. But literally none of these movies are received poorly. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. That's actually well said and much better said than I said it before revealing my score. Um, All right, just take your moment of zen. Well, uh, moment of zen music is getting old, <laughs> so I just picked uh, Frank Sinatra. We haven't played this game in months. What do you mean it's getting old? I'm, I'm good with it. Roll whatever. Roll whatever. I'm just going to I'm so glad it it's in. Friday so I don't have to deal with Josh for two days. I might call in <laughs> sick Monday, what? Tuesday, just Wednesday next week. Just say you didn't find it. Don't say it's getting old. I wish I could cut his mic off. <laughs> it's a shame that you don't have that power. Can we get that? Can we get that? I'm going to take my moment of zen. I'm going to go there. Can we get that looked at? Robert's got to be able to cut Josh off. I can, but it would cut you off as well. So, Yeah, I guess that's right. We're on the same board over here. How in 2021 do we not have that technology? Yeah. <laughs> to isolate the... Like, come on. Is this really what you want to devote your moment of zen to? Uh, yeah, you're right, Darren. You should I'm get just, it started over. You're right. Get, no, Darren, you get another 30 seconds right here. I, I never know what to do with these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing. Like, I'm just going to sit here and snap and like... I don't know. This one's different than the old song, too. Like The other one like charges you up and you feel like you got to yell something. This is great, too, though. I like this. this We're just like chilling. You're smoking your victory cigar, Robbie. Can we just make prolonged eye contact through the remainder of this? Prolonged <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> some more good stuff. If you're gonna let me steal some of your time, Bo Burnham just put out a clothing line for Inside, and it's fire. Yeah, I watched that too much. Speaking of like being in a marriage story mood, I watch Inside way too often. It's not good. That's been Darren's moment of zen. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Davidson football you're going to be on the call of, and then high point basketball, home games from here on out. Everything good in South Bend? Any good South Bend stories to share real quick? Um, Man, you're I, up there I, with I the team at Notre dis- Dame. I hate to disparage an ACC town like this. Campus, beautiful. The arena, Purcell Pavilion, beautiful. South Bend? There are a lot of ACC cities that people would say that about. Kind of dumpy. I've heard a lot of people say the same thing about Blacksburg, which I think is fine, but people say, oh, when you get off of campus, it's not so great. People say that about Durham with Duke, and people say that about other places. Yeah. It's not uncommon. It's true. But, um, no, a cool trip, a good one to to cross off the list of places I've been and called a game in and, and that sort of thing. Could see Touchdown Jesus from my hotel window in the distance. That was fun. Um, a good trip. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, back at it. Davidson football tomorrow. Um, High Point is hosting the Legends Classic, which includes them and Howard, who they Sunday. play tomorrow. Sunday will be the winner's game and then the loser's game or the third place game, rather, of those four teams. I'll be on both of those for ESPN+. Plus. There you go. Follow them on Twitter, at Darren Bott. And if you see us in downtown Winston tomorrow, say hi. We're not singing karaoke or sit in the row right next to us <laughs> it's a non-negotiable like if we're gonna go out and watch king richard this weekend what's up what's up what none of you wants to admit is that the kid is good you're on the drive with josh graham on wsjs sports tomorrow afternoon 
Wake Forest going to be hosting NCANT. Four o'clock tip at the Joel. It used to be a two o'clock tip. They moved it last week when we learned about the Wake Forest Clemson kickoff time. That's a noon kick. So if you're a Wake Forest fan and you're thinking, I need to watch the football game first, don't want to get out. Don't. I love the basketball team, but they can wait till later on in the year. You could do both if you're in Winston-Salem. And if you're an A&T fan, maybe bring some of Club Corbett to the Joel Coliseum. I know our next guest will appreciate that. He is the head coach of the Aggies, fresh off a win last night. Will Jones back on the show with us here. Coach, how good is the day after a win? Like the way you feel when you're walking around and doing what you got to do, how good is the day after you get a W? Oh, man, the days better be good because it's tough to get wins. It's tough to get wins. And uh, we were happy to really, really get one, get one under our belt last night against a good Greensboro College team and preparing for a good Wake Forest team tomorrow. Yeah, got one against uh, Greensboro College. You, you've you been close in a couple other games. Of course, you, you had the opener against UNCG. If I'm not mistaken, South Florida hit a shot with about 10, 15 seconds left to win a game earlier. So your group's close and you're coming off such a great year last year. What stands out to you when you study Wake Forest roster based on these three games? What's something that most jumps out at you? You know, uh, similar. a lot of things are similar. I think um, both teams are still trying to learn um, the new personnel and, um, and really trying to gel offensively. I think they play a gritty, tough-nosed defensive game. And that's really what's kept our games are close so far and having a chance to win um, late in the game or even leading. You know, we've led the majority of the games that we've been in. Um, but closing closing the games out and learning how to win with this group, we're still doing some things there to try to get that done. But we're getting better every day, and then we got to be ready to, uh, to go uh, tomorrow against Wake. Give me a number or a player you look at on tape and you're like, wow, this guy jumps off the screen. Uh, Williamson. I mean, he, he's doing a heck of a job. He's doing a heck of a job this year. Um, with scoring the basketball, shooting it from distance, and leading their team. A lot of energy. You know, his second year in the ACC, he's doing a heck of a job. You know, just running the offense. He looks like a veteran out there. We got to be prepared and ready to defend him. He's a Winston Salem kid, Davian. They call him Man Man. I didn't quite know why, but learned about that earlier this week. And his mom was at the game. This is actually pretty cool. I didn't learn until afterwards. Davian had no idea he was about to hit 1,000 points, but Coach Forbes did, and he's been tracking that because they were together dating back to their East Tennessee State days. Mm-hmm. So Steve Forbes, Wednesday morning, calls up Davian's mom and says, hey, just wanted to make sure you're at the game tonight because Davian's likely going to get 1,000 points. So sitting right in front of where we're sitting at the game on Wednesday, I see... Somebody rolling up, who I'm pretty sure is Davian's mom, who has a shirt that says on the back, Davian 1K, all the way (laughs) down the back. So I love seeing stuff like that. For you guys, though, Coach, what would it mean to your program to get a win against an ACC program if you're able to get it tomorrow? Oh, we'll we'll be be great. Uh, we'll, We'll be big time for us. We're being so close, and, and our guys. I mean, we have we've had some guys that played at the highest level. So you know, for them, I don't think it's going to be a level thing, or we're playing an ACC team. Um, I think it's going to be, hey, let, let, let's try to finish the game. Let's try to finish it off. And um, 
it will be great for our confidence. It will be great um, to get that, you know, get our second win and, and go on the road and play another team, uh, Pac-10 team, Pac-12 team in, in Stanford um, next week. And so uh, we're excited. We, we've had a good practice today, and we look forward to getting down to Winston tomorrow. And, and, and I know Coach Forbes, his teams are tough. They're gritty defensively, so it's going to be two teams in there tomorrow just going right at each other's heads, and um, the, best, the better team will win. A&T coach Will Jones with us here, WSGS Sports. Tomorrow it's going to be Wake A&T, 4 o'clock tip inside the Joel. How much of Club Corbett do you think you're going to have out there at the Joel? You know, they're going to leave the football game, our last football game tomorrow versus Gardner-Webb. They're going to get in their cars. They're driving over to Winston to see the Aggies play basketball versus Wake Forest, and it uh, should be a good deal. i got to know this, though. See, Forbes, uh, last Friday... He wore what he described on this show to be like a disco-themed top. It was some Paisley. He wants to get Paisley Nation started. Wednesday, he had these bright gold pants on, but he didn't deliver on the top. At the end of the interview, he said, I'm sorry, I'm going to get you back, maybe even this Saturday. I don't know what that means, but I did bring up to him after the game, you know, Coach Jones, that guy can dress. He can dress, and he knows that he's probably going to be outdone regardless of what he pulls out. What might Give me a preview tomorrow, Coach, of what you might be pulling out at the Joel tomorrow night. Hey, listen, man, I always got to keep these, these kids, they like to drip on, on your feet. You got to have the drip, the right <laughs> swag. And so you'd be looking from the sideline and see some special swag from Coach Jones, probably one of the, one of the best sneaker games in, in, in college basketball. We'll be ready for them down there in Winston tomorrow. You're not wearing suits, are you? No, we're not wearing suits. We're not wearing suits. Uh, not not yet. We're going to wear them a couple of times this year, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be dressed for the occasion tomorrow. Oh, so tomorrow might be a special deal. Is that what you're saying? There might be a hey, hint. Listen. Hey, listen, we, we, can't, uh, we can't let my other guy from uh, – our Juco, our Juco days, our Juco, man, so we got we to do our thing. Hey, you know what? While we're talking about it, I wanted to play something that Coach Forbes said about you earlier this week. We were t- I was talking to him about you, and he he made sure to talk about the tie between you two, and maybe some in the audience didn't know about this. This is Coach Forbes from Wednesday night. Well, you know, Will and I both coached at the same junior college. When he was at um, – when I, it was called Northwest Florida when I was there. When he was there, it was o- Okaloosa Walton. O-Dub, as we like to call it, for those that understand Juke. Um, he worked for uh, Bruce Stewart, great coach. That's the guy I replaced who passed away. Um, tragic. So um, we have a bond there, a connection. I've known Will a long time. He was at Jacksonville when I was at um, Northwest Florida, come in there and recruit. But you got to realize I've been around a long time. There's very few people who probably haven't been around too much in my life. I just got to know with all these ties, coach, you got there has to be a story you can share on air between you and Coach Forbes. I'm sure there are some you can't, but give me a story between you and Coach Forbes that speaks to maybe a time where you guys were together hanging out. You know, uh, and, and he tells the scooter story all the time, but he gets the job at Northwest Florida, and you know I come in town. You know, and I, I come into town to recruit the guys. Actually, when he got there, we still had some of the guys I had recruited had still been there. And so, 
I pull up and I think we're about to go get something to eat. And um, I'm I'm waiting to to see where his car is. And he pulls up in the scooter. I'm, I'm talking, this is early. He pulls up in the scooter. And I said, Coach, what are you doing? He's like, hey, I don't have no car. I just left Tennessee. I don't have a car right now. This is what I drive around Niceville. And I'm like, man, listen, that's a smart idea because I could have bought me a scooter when I was down there to drive around Niceville. And so he had a bright idea. You could tell he's a little bit smarter than I am. He 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 figured it out. Well, you know why he had that scooter, right? <laughs> what did he tell you why he had it? Uh, well, apparently it was like there was a joke when he was at Tennessee. Bruce Pearl got like a brand new car as part of like something, a, a great season that they had, and the assistants didn't get anything. So apparently instead of year-end bonuses one year, he gave the entire staff scooters. Hey, listen. Don't tell anybody that. I'm going to have to buy my assistant scooters if we can get this win tomorrow. <laughs> Wait for us. That might be on the table. <laughs> Will Jones with us here. Oh, I got to close with this because I know this guy thinks so highly of you because he's texted me about you. He's been on this show talking about you. Dick Vitale, one of the most important people in all of college basketball, in my opinion. I, there, There's nobody within the sport that has issue with Dick Vitale. And he's fighting cancer, and yeah. this guy fight has been fighting cancer before he had it with his uh, friendship with Jim Valvano and what he's done with the Jimmy V Foundation. We learned last night that Jimmy V, or not Jimmy V, that Dick Vitale is going to be able, amid going through chemotherapy treatment, in between his treatment, to broadcast ball games in his first game he has next week. Number one UCLA, or number one Gonzaga, facing number two UCLA in a rematch of that great Final Four game from earlier this year. How good does it make you feel, the idea that you get to see Dick Vitale on the television next week? Oh, it's great. It's great. You know, I texted Dick right before he started his treatment because I was actually uh, supposed to go see him um, right before the season started and, you know, informed me that he had to start the treatment. And um, and I just told him, you know, that, you know, keep fighting. He's a fighter. He's He's been fighting it, like you said. And um, if anybody can, you know, beat it and, and get through it with the enthusiasm, it's him. And um, what a game for him to be calling. He's one of the best that's ever done it. And um, everybody just continue to pray for him as he goes through this treatment. Coach Jones, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow out at the Joel Coliseum and seeing what kind of drip you might have when 4 o'clock rolls around, tip-off time between the Deeks and your Aggies. I really do appreciate you spending the time in the meantime, though. Always a pleasure, man. We can't wait to be on the next time. There you go. That's Will Jones from North Carolina A&T. Kind enough to be here with us today.